Hey, giggles. Knock it off. <laughs> Don't look directly at me, Lance. <laughs> you want more donuts? You need more donuts? No. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. Top cyclist. I took performance enhancing drugs. It's time to ride. My body's strong. I'm on the bike, spinning along. I've got to ride, ride like the wind to be fast again. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Integrity is not a conditional word. It doesn't flow in the wind or change with the weather. It is your inner image of yourself. And if you look in there and see a man who won't cheat, then you know he never will. Ride like the wind. I was born the son of an honest man. U.S. Postal Service's pro cycling team, including Lance Armstrong, ran the most sophisticated and successful drug program that we've ever seen. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Von During, and I am here with Lance Hepler. Lance Romance in the studio. <laughs> can't even say, I can't even say my own tagline without tag losing it. That was, that was, that was, that was terrible, I mean, man. Sorry. That, that like needed five minutes for him to gather himself before he was even able <laughs> to, to produce that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm running on fumes here, guys. Oh, geez. Ah. Matt Legrand, what's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys look lovely, except for Lance here. You know, I'm, looking across him, he looks rough. He looks like uh, he drove through the night. I did drive through the night. Everyone else looks absolutely stunning. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and last but not least, I wear <laughs> you don't even get to say your name. I don't. <laughs> this is a much better intro than anything I come up with. So there you go. That's Evan. it. Yep. That's it. Price. Evan Price. There we go. Yep. That was my intro. That counts. Except What's for, up, Speedos? I can like smell Lance from over here. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> a little ripe, too. I, I wasn't noticing it earlier. I'm starting to notice it now. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Now that you mention it. <laughs> I know. Like, as I'm starting to breathe deeper. It's me. I don't I'm smell sorry, it. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I don't smell it yet. Okay. No. Just wait for it. <laughs> I drove like 16 hours know, to get here. And here I am sitting at the table. For you guys. It was worth uh-huh. it. <laughs> and all we're doing stink. is making fun of you. And all you're doing is making fun of me. <laughs> That's too good. Let's backpedal, Lance. Backpedal for us. Uh, okay. Where the heck you been, man? I, uh, I did go to Vegas this last week. Ooh. Yeah. To put some, like, whatever it is down for the football. No, I, I, all of, all we, I, I just met with my college buddies, and we did our fantasy football draft. Fantasy football draft. That's what we went down there for. So Was it fun? We had a, I had a great time. Who was, was your number one pick? It was a lot of fun. Uh, I ended up with uh, Kamara, I think, is my number one pick. So he's a running back. Who? Yeah. <laughs> I was about to uh, say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought well, I knew the NFL do something. Well. Okay, so do you still have to have uh, – what are the, the consequences for losing? It's the same thing. The loser of the group gets their legs waxed. So it's nice. still so legs waxed. It's still legs waxed. So you need to grow your leg hair out. So the month of uh, January, I will have to grow my leg hair out. Okay, just oh, that's so fair. Boy. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. We'll all be growing our legs. I, mean, I voted. I voted for head waxing, but <laughs> no, mm-hmm. it was chest waxing. Chest waxing. That's not that what happening it was? either. Okay. No. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So I went to Vegas. Um, 
I actually, before I left, uh, I had uh, I did race down at PIR in the uh, in the three four field. We had uh, a race down there, and um, unfortunately, I crashed. Uh, I bounced off the pavement dope. in the race. Pavement or dirt? <laughs> it was pavement. Oh man! Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like, it was a 15 lap race, two miles per lap. Um, it was like lap seven, I think seven or eight. And, uh, I was about mid pack. I was, uh, I was coming into a corner and had quite a bit of momentum Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to hit the brakes and kill my momentum. I wanted to move up a few places and I squoze myself into a space that I did not fit. And so it was right Right in between another cyclist, uh, Dave Petermeyer. Sorry, it is uh, mostly my fault that we went down, and uh, yeah. and the edge of the course. Everyone's we, okay. Yeah, everyone's okay. Okay. What ended up happening? I got too close to him. He didn't. He didn't hit me. But the guy outside of him bumped into him, and then he hit my rear wheel, and I just tumbled. And so. Oof. Yeah, me and Dave both went down. Um, Dave and I have raced a lot together. Um, I ripped all the skin off my knee again, <laughs> and uh, but we weren't really injured. We both popped up and fixed our handlebars and no holes in the kit. No holes in the kit. How that happened, I don't know. Your bike went mostly unscathed, just a couple little scuffs. I should show you the bruise on my ass or my butt. <laughs> I have a sorry about that, Jake. I have a giant like. Like a saucer-sized bruise on my butt because oh, man. I hit the pavement and I didn't realize. Yeah. Anyway, so what happened? I went down, and we kind of gathered ourselves, realized we weren't hurt, and we both just like jumped up and started soft pedaling. Yeah. The the group caught us, and we both just jumped back in with the group because it's a it was a 15 lap race, and yeah. I figured okay, we'll just jump back in. And then I ended up racing really well. I oh, took, the adrenaline's pumping by that point because you're losing all your yes, blood, too. I took, like, second in a hot lap and then took um, fourth in the final sprint. So I, um, And then after the race, I realized I just asked, hey, do my results still count? Because, you know, I did well in the hot lap and, mm-hmm. you know, so I would have taken, like, fourth overall. And like, oh, if you were lapped down? No, none of those. I bet you if you didn't say something that they, <laughs> they would not have known the difference. They didn't know. When no. I went in, they're like, what? You were lapped down? I'm like, gosh, dig well, it. Well, <laughs> here's the thing, too, because I was out there volunteering and helping out with the, the chip timing thing that we were running. And I saw you go by, and I saw the group coming up way down the stretch. I'm like, holy crap, Lance, how did he get that big old, like, off the front? Like, he, But he looks like he's soft-pedaling. I was soft-pedaling sitting up. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, if they're that far off the front, why are they soft-pedaling? He's, like, pointing at something. I'm like, what? I, I don't know. I couldn't make heads or tails of what was going on. Then afterwards, obviously, you know, it all came around to yeah. find out what happened. But How was, so, the, chi- how was the chip timing stuff? The chip timing seemed like it worked good, did it? Do you have any idea? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, I think they captured some data but they couldn't make it work with the high-speed photography camera that we currently have and that was one of the issues that um it we wanted to make sure that worked the fast links or whatever it's called just couldn't sync up it was enough. it wasn't syncing wasn't working and they're still kind of working on some of this stuff and that company really wants to make it work and that was the reason why they came out just to see if it was going to work but it was also for us to kind of get an idea of um how the the software would work with the camera so 
it's still, we'll call it a work in progress. Got it. And we still have another company yet to come out. Um, this particular company that was out there, though, was called MyLaps, and they use an active chip. So that, that chip is actively communicating. It's just not a passive chip that goes through, and it's like ticks yeah. off the, oh, yeah. uh, the sensors. Yeah. So um, it's gathering data as it's going. So we were just curious how that was going to work. So we're we're still working on it. We'll just call gotcha. it that. The passive chips make more sense because they're cheap, and people will lose them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're not as accurate. Yeah. Supposedly. So well I'm learning more and more about yeah. chips. So oh, yeah. 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 So anyway, I I, uh, I confessed to the uh, officials that I was a lap down. And unfortunately I threw Dave under the bus as well. They didn't realize that both of us were a lap down. So we got relegated to the back of the field, which was perfect fair because we were a lap down, although I was missing skin. They just didn't realize it. Anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. The rest of the week, I jumped in my van and headed towards Vegas. Um, it's like a 16-hour drive from here. So I stopped and oh. rode in a few places and had had a couple of great rides down in Vegas, some mountain biking. There's a couple of guys I have ended up hooking up with down there with um, through Strava. Yeah. <laughs> that every time I'm in town, I just... I just say, hey, what what are you guys doing tomorrow? They're like, totally. oh, we're doing a twenty five mile mountain bike. Show up at this time nice. with this. I'm like, okay, so that's nice to have. Yeah, so and you think they're you know they're cool people? They should listen to the podcast. Yeah, they are. I think they okay. do. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. So, Good to have people in Vegas. Yes. So we have <laughs> some people in Vegas, and then uh, um, I was gonna take my time uh, coming back, but um, I didn't. <laughs> I, I bombed back to make it here in time for this. Uh, I did stop yesterday in Lake uh, Tahoe and oh, yeah. rode the Tahoe Flume Trail again because that's like one of I your saw favorites. Your pictures from that, it's yeah. Just, it's just beautiful, and it was a good stop for me, and so I, I had a good time. So nice. So nice. that's it. Cool. That's me, Evan. Mine's pretty quick. Um, I did Saturday. I rode with Scott Goodrich again. Oh, how was that? I love it. 100 miles. Yeah. Uh, he went 128. Yeah, something crazy. He needed seven hours. I needed six hours. Okay. So I, I went saw, six hours. He went seven. I so. saw that he went 120 something, and I was like, good on you. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, he's strong right now on the You're bike. You're not posting to Strava anymore. Um, okay. So my yep. Garmin no, has excuse, decided. Wait, wait, wait. We have like an ex- excuses. <laughs> for, okay. excuses. I was so on it for a while. Like I was figuring it out. You yeah. had, well, I don't know about figuring it out, but. Okay. Well, yeah, I was. But you I were was, posting stuff. I was, I, I was, I was like figuring it out in terms of like pre-algebra to algebra to mm-hmm. calculus. Okay. We'll say it. I was in the pre-algebra phase and it was, you know, like all of a sudden I go to Boulder and it disconnects for whatever reason. And I have not been able to to it's reconnect automatic it. syncing thing or no, yeah. the, okay. i'm using all the technical language correctly i think okay. it's uh disconnected and it needs to to not be anymore <laughs> garmin <laughs> it, that is complicated sometimes it with is. their edge devices yeah quite I was often really you have to i was like to, repairing it and it's not repairing yeah, it for you some have, reason you have to shut your phone off oh, yeah. all the way horrible bug yes and and seriously yeah yep. if if you if you turn off the garmin if you cancel out the garmin connect app yeah. And turn off your phone entirely. When you turn your phone back on, open up that app again, turn on your edge device, It'll repair it, will, it will repair. Got it. Okay. We're gonna, it, we're, you never think that, that you tonight. have to turn off your phone completely, right. but that's, you, yeah, that's but the that's, ticket. That's the ticket. Okay. The, so that would, especially with the this watch, I've noticed that. Guys. 
I've noticed that, especially with the watch that, mm. that you know, yeah, turning off the, the phone. The watch unpaired too, which yep. was, yeah. Uh, but the other thing to do with your 820, I think is what yep, you have, would be to um, connect it to your Wi-Fi so that it doesn't have to sync okay. through your phone. And that should be another option. Because that was the other. weird thing is on the watch, I was going, oh, I'll just like unpair or, or I'll just turn off and turn back on the yep. Bluetooth. And the Bluetooth wasn't even coming up as an option. And I think so. Garmin is saying that this is an Apple bug and they can't do anything about it. And that's kind of what it looks like. But I can't imagine. It doesn't sound right. That's interesting. From, yeah. I mean, I believe them that that's the case. But yeah. from a technical standpoint, it doesn't sound right. All right. Well, I, I have to do that about once every two weeks. Really? Oh, I yeah. just probably do it. It's when it's like. See, I was good for like a month. And yeah. And now yeah. I'm back to back to manual posting, <laughs> which which according to everybody, I'm, I'm just like pretend working out at this point. <laughs> I haven't trained in, you know, however long. Yeah, but. you haven't posted a Strava. It doesn't exist. No. So. Well, I manually post a Strava, but I know no, nobody takes that seriously. No, yeah, nobody no. takes it seriously. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then Sunday, I went to White Salmon and uh, Whitewater rafted for my buddy's birthday. Oh, that's fun. fun. It was yeah. a blast. Did you uh, run the waterfall? Oh, I ran the waterfall. That's a fun that's and, little, and yeah. And I jumped from the the, the little twenty five foot cliff they have right yeah. there. Jumped from that. It was a blast. Yeah. White White Salmon is unique um, river. Mm-hmm. Because they do have a runnable waterfall. It's yeah. it's like a ten or a twelve foot waterfall. It's not actually a rapid. It's actually a waterfall, but it's safe enough in a certain size of boat that you can actually run it. Yeah. So um, that's it, that's that's it, a unique thing fun. about the White Salmon River. And yeah. it's crazy, yeah, because there's so much build up to that, yeah. and it is over in like a quarter so set it is you don't right. even realize what just happened and you're somehow just like the boat pops back up out of the water and you're like all right oh, okay is everybody alive here. yeah so but yeah fun. it was a blast there was my there's my week basically <laughs> that sounds pretty good yeah. matt back pedal force i i went for a run uh yes wait two days ago and then i ran mm-hmm. yesterday i ran two days in a row That's with crazy. your three-year-old whoop, whoop. or all by yourself One, okay so i ran with <laughs> Um, or your six-year-old? I ran with my Dash toasted him. Nine, <laughs> I ran with my nine-year-old. On, he was on his bike yesterday, and we only did one mile. So it was not, you know, it's nothing to like get excited about, except for I'm excited about it. That's good. And the three-miler, I ran by myself. You know, um, Evan, close your ears for a second. I ran on my trails behind um, <laughs> Fallen Leaf Lake on those technical trails that I love. I went super slow, like 13-minute pace or something crazy like that. Watching your feet. And my Garmin, I finished that one, and it was like you have a new 5k PR and it was like <laughs> it was like 40 minutes I was like thinking to myself I was like okay I guess that's it but that's, that's the perfect way to do your season you gotta set the bar to where you can definitely beat it next time the thing is, is like, I've had this watch for a little while like didn't I run some sort of 5k in like I guess maybe not. in the 30 minute range <laughs> At the very least. anyway great week good times I'm still rehabbing I'm seeing uh Mr. Evan Price for some mm-hmm. rehab stuff, and it's going swimmingly. We have to have fun together now. Yep. Woo. Oh, right. My, mine real quick. I I cannot put together a training week to save my life. <laughs> I oh, man. I was finally kind of feeling like I got past this whole, like, hand injury, the stitches that I had. And then earlier in the week, I'm working on some stuff and, like, wrenching and whatnot. And I managed to pop out a few stitches. And then, um, <laughs> oh, no. yeah. So those were out. And then I proceeded to like reopen the wound, like tear it all the way back down to where it originally oh, began. No. So that was like, I think at that point in time, it was about, what, 10 days of just like wasted like time of trying to heal. 
and uh, went out and did cyclocross practice, which was a blast. We had a really good show. And got, I think we probably had at least 20 people out there. So that was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Oh, wow. And while out there cross practice, like just the way that I was holding the bars and twisting and turning things, opened it up some more, got home. My hand was just a, just a stinking mess. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I've basically resorted to super glue. Thank you to uh, Kristen, Matt's wife, <laughs> for the, uh, the, the heads up on that and for kind of... It's working a little yeah, bit. Kind of. I've... I think that I need to actually go out and get the the, the liquid super glue because I've been using the gel one. I'm like, oh, this gel that that should work. No, it's I've had to re- like redo it like three times now. But the, la- the 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 latest one that I put on there and the the way that I've bandaged it seems to be doing the trick. But I think the liquid stuff might actually work better. But sorry, dude. Nah, it is what it is. But uh, we mm-hmm. did the the fog hat ride, which was a lot of fun. We did uh, Hawaiian t-shirts. That was freaking awesome. Oh, fun. It was like the perfect night. It was kind of like a cool night. It was almost like it was getting ready to rain, but it was still warm temperatures, so it was a little bit cloudy. And you're just riding, and you're wearing like your your bibs underneath your your Hawaiian t-shirt, and like the wind's blowing through there, and it felt like kind of like a Hawaiian night. If you've ever been to Hawaii before, and you're walking around in a Hawaiian shirt, and you get that light breeze and the, the perfect temperature, that's what it was, but on bikes. <laughs> and everybody was rocking their Hawaiian t-shirts or their their button-ups, so that was a lot of fun. We did get dumped on on the way home, though. My gosh, it, it just rained. Like, yeah, it rained pretty hard. Oh, but uh, no. yeah, my shirt's a, a freaking mess because of all the road <laughs> grime that came up, but. Um, so we had a fun time doing that. And then I just did another little, uh, cross ride over the, the weekend with, uh, Sean Martin and his son Nels. And then, uh, Jesse Tonkinson came out and oh, nice. well, so we did a little cross ride. So it was again, just another training week where I, I think I almost got eight hours in, but I cannot get back to my 10 hour threshold and hold that for any sustainable amount of time because I had to take a, a day off that I didn't want to. Yeah. And I had to go easy on a day that I didn't want to because my stupid hand. So. It is what it is. Yeah. You're just you're just building up all of this good karma and luck to where you're gonna have like three years of ten hours every single week <laughs> and it's gonna somehow piece together well. <laughs> I did that for like four or five years. I averaged yeah. ten hours a week. I mean it was like every year was five hundred and twenty plus hours yeah. for my training and I'm just struggling just to try and I'm like twenty hours behind just trying to get five hours or five hundred hours. So yeah, oh, you know here we go. All right, let's uh, run around the table and do some news, the lead out news. Lance, you wanna recap for us yeah so i'm gonna talk about the leadville the leadville 100 mountain oh, yeah. bike race was on saturday is that on your hit list it it kind of is it yeah. it the leadville it's to, it's 100 miles you have in to, like in, in, it's hard to get into that race. it is hard to get in you have to either qualify or lottery to get yeah. into it so it's difficult it's like 2000 people do it so it's a really big race it's a bunch of different corrals start at 10,000 feet leadville colorado yeah. is at 10,000 feet it climbs up to 12,000 oh. feet there's almost 12,000 feet of climbing during the race so there's a couple of like hour it's a brutal race hour oh and a half well, and they have an ultra run too yeah, oh, same yeah. course same yeah, course yeah. and it's it's the following weekend i believe it's this yeah. weekend want to go do that okay. next year matt yeah we'll do it together. um uh they won't let us in and they take one look oh, at me won't. and they would laugh ah, there yeah. are people that do both do you have to have That's live cool you have to live above five thousand feet to even make the lottery right i think that you they would they would enjoy watching you squirm i think so yeah yeah so um, I, I've always been interested in it. I have a couple friends that have competed in it several years. Uh, Jason Woodland is a friend of mine from uh, the Salt Lake area, and he did it just over nine hours this year. Wow. And um, his son did it with him as well, Jackson, if, I if believe. If you break 10, you get a certain belt buckle. If you right? break nine, you get a certain belt belt buckle. If you break 10, I believe it's something else. He has a My belt buckle from previous 10, years. And I yeah. can't remember what he got for it, but yeah. He's been something. going for the belt buckle. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the winner. The, so 
the same um, Education First tour pros that have been oh, yeah. doing all the gravel events all went to Leadville as well. House. Alex Howes, Lachlan Morton, oh Taylor, gosh, Finney, Taylor Finney, uh, Peter Statina. Yep. They all they all showed up as well. It's so different from yeah. what so they cool. normally. I'm so glad that they're doing that. Well, yeah. I know some of those guys did that. That at least Lachlan, I think, did the um, this one in England where they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, they rode across. The did you whole... see that whole YouTube video for it? Yeah. yeah, it's an awesome video, isn't it? Yeah, maybe we can leave a link to that somewhere. Yeah, they're doing cool stuff. So those guys all showed up. Um, Lachlan took third. Peter Statina took. fourth. Fourth, Alex House took fifth, so they did not win. Which is is kind of like what they've been doing in all these things, right? Yeah. Except they, for that, they've England been win, like just... on the podium, but not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The winner was uh, Howard Grotz. It's his third year winning in a row. Wow. Yeah, so he is a pretty solid guy. So he's got that race figured out. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, but there's rumors that he might be retiring. The second place guy was Quinn Simmons. 18 years old. Who? Oh, wow. What? That does not add up. Quinn Simmons, 18 years old. He did win the U.S. Junior Road Racing Championship last year and the Junior Mountain Bike Racing Championship this year. Test that guy oh, for drugs. No, I don't. <laughs> he, so he is, he is solid. I actually, I actually do remember seeing this kid last year at yeah. the Nationals. Yeah, I wonder okay. who's lined up at his front door to sign the kid. I don't know. So, <laughs> that's just weird. So get Please this. No. Please no. Do not they, go to they, You start in different corrals. You know, the, the faster you do in a qualifying race, the better corral that you get to, to start with. Well, Quinn was 18. You have to be 18 to do the race. So it's the first time he's in. He didn't have a call-up or a good corral. He started mid-pack behind 1,000 people. Jeez. <laughs> EF, EF better literally sign him tomorrow. Like, so, if I was EF, I would have signed him at mile 90. <laughs> so he, he hammers, like, the first 15 miles to get to the front group and then stays with him and then flatted several times because people had thrown tacks in some areas oh, to try to sabotage oh the race. gosh. But got through that, ended up getting on the EF education guy's wheel at the end, and then out sprinted him. I hope they have a <laughs> That's I hope they have how a video. He took second. <laughs> I hope EF posts a video. They or need something. to do a documentary on that kid. <laughs> so oh, uh, another guy I follow, Payson McKelvin. Um, he took third the last two years, but uh, he ended up twelfth. He got food poisoning the night before from eating at a, a saloon somewhere there <laughs> in Sushi, um, in well, Sushi yeah. Bill. Because that's way out there. Leadville is not it's like not yeah. this big. is not Boulder. Yeah, you're no. racing it. <laughs> anyway, so that's the that is stories exciting I have from stuff. Leadville. That's cool. That's yeah. very cool. Mm-hmm. Evan, you got some news for us? All right, uh, shifting gears. To, well, first, I'll stay in the cycling world for one second. So I'll go international news then national news. Uh, Vincenzo Nibali's career is about to tragically end as he <laughs> just recently signed with Trek. So oh, he did. I assume that that's retirement, right? I mean, is he just announcing his retirement? Trek was terrible last. Or is that year. <laughs> is is Trek the kiss of death? Like yes. just having any sort of yes, it is anything to do with Trek. Yeah. It yeah. might be. I think it is. It, it, our, our experience for the last couple months, that is the case. Not good. It's not been good it's to not me. Been I feel good. Like maybe we need to have somebody from Trek on Come, here to like defend because I feel like we're just ragging on Trek, but it's really easy at this point. It's oh. almost getting too easy to. But yeah, Nibbly, I mean, I'm, I'm Italian, so I love my you know, great Italians. He's had a great career. Uh, he's had a great career I love how you talk past he'll, go, he'll, he'll ride off into the sunset uh, <laughs> into retirement here sure. in the next six months and has a great career behind him so there you yeah. go that's funny um, in triathlon news in Cleveland, Ohio Cl- 
Cleveland, yes. Ohio. The national championship for the amateur Olympic and sprint distance was this last weekend. And uh, this is the second year that Cleveland has had it. From what I, I was not there personally, but once again, they put on a good race. They put on a great race last year when I was there. And this year, the men's defending champ, Justin Lippert, won again. Oh, wow. In the Olympic distance. I, I would just say that he seems like he's in significantly better shape this year than last year. Yes. He's, I think last year he won in a Speedo. Yes. This year, not so much. <laughs> he was so, in a sponsor. So that's one, that's one strike against him. <laughs> <laughs> Putting clothes on is a strike against you. He's getting further and further away from his core. But no, he, he has had a really, I'll say like polarizing last year, but really great last year, yeah. in my opinion. This... This kid came in and, you know, I mean, obviously, like, he won a Speedo last year. He He's pretty brash. I think a lot of people um, – he ended up on U.S. Uh, Triathlon's magazine, magazine yeah. cover. Um, he is polarizing. There was even – so when he's um, coming up to the finish line for the win, uh, the, the video that got posted is – he, as he breaks the tape, uh, L's F, yeah, at the top of his lungs, <laughs> which I'm – I'm going to be honest. I like the kid. I'm very biased towards him. I mean, there's a lot of emotion in that moment. Well, and people loved it when Shalane Flanagan said the same thing when she won. Did she win Boston? Yes. She was like... I was seeing that double standard there. And just because he's this Speedo-wearing kid, like there were so many people who were like, oh, that's classless. I was like, okay, you go ahead and do 146 and win (laughs) the Olympic Nationals, like couch warrior. I might might mess this up. I think he went... 3150 for his 10k yes, split he did like oh running gosh. off the Flew. bike and he and he biked 57 so it wasn't like he yeah, was you know a, he wasn't coasting he's got just ju- just being somebody who i want to see his career develop yep um he's got to get a lot stronger on the bike but this last right. year he got a lot stronger in the swim which was awesome to see he went from last year he was coming out of the water not that far ahead of me last year and now he's he's a competitive swimmer so is he okay yeah, um, his run is otherworldly. I mean, he ran at Clemson, so he's got yeah. the running pedigree. He and even for a good runner, thirty-one fifty off the bike is yeah. is hard. To I mean, do, that's that's so. I, that's ITU level. And also, yep, I, I ran is. that course last year. That is the opposite of a fast course. Is it? Yeah. It has two massive climbs in it. It is not a fast course by any means. So, well, congratulations for him. I mean, that's yeah. we're we're happy for you. We like we like him. So I, I think he's great. <laughs> I, I cannot wait to see this and next year. For he's that a kid. big part of this full sin triathlon group, mm-hmm. which um, he's a creator of it. Yeah, which I think is actually really cool. They seem very youthful yep. and hilarious. Like we we need like that in triathlon. Tri- I think so. Triathlon got a little uh serious. They had this really <laughs> funny like uh Instagram video where they were all sitting like eating their cereal. They all had like arrow helmets on. That's awesome. It was all like all yeah. matching arrow helmets. It was just so funny. You, like you, these I, guys are good. They're good people. I heard somebody make a really cool comparison. Uh the full send team for triathlon is gonna be like what Tin Man has been for um running recently. Yeah, the the 10-man crew is kind of that young, vibrant, fun, fun group yeah. of guys. Same thing with Full Send. So. We will see. We will. Yeah. Um, also, just running through the other names, Rachel Mench won the women's side in the Olympic distance, and Gabby Brochard won the sprint, and Travis Wood won the sprint for uh, the men. Side. Yeah, so... Those were the, the the sprint races were really close times too. That's so that that's really exciting when you see like those those real in, in a non draft race seeing yeah. it come down to the wire like that's really really cool to see. So what were um, some of, what's the cumulative time for those people running the, or doing the the sprint? Um, so for for the sprint, if you're going to be winning, uh, you're you're under an hour. Yep. Um, I think for the women, the winning time was one oh six, which is moving. Oh, that's, okay, that's fast. So again, mm-hmm. for those that don't know the distances, it's uh, what yeah. 
what are the distances for the swim, so, bike, and the run? So for an Olympic, um, I'll, I'll say the sprint distances, and it's just double all those for the Olympic. Correct. Um, the swim is a, se- a 750 yep. meter. Um, the bike is 12.6 miles. 12.4. 12.4 miles. 20K. Yeah. It's 20, 20 K. kilometers. Yeah. yeah. And then a 5K run. Um, so 3.1 yeah. miles. And this year in Cleveland, they shortened the Olympic distance swim. So it was only a 750 oh, did they? swim, which that plays ob- a big role. In. Plays in, especially compared to last year, where last year's swim was a mile swim in the roughest water I've ever swam in, in yeah. my entire life. Wow. Um, so yeah, it definitely became a bike runner's race yeah, this gotcha. year. Yep. So sub hours, like that's, that's where my numbers, you ever done that before? Um, I haven't raced a sprint in years and years, but yes, I, I I would be going under an hour. I can confidently say that depending on the course, but yeah. How about a healthy Matt? Matt No, 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 I don't think so. One or three, one or four. Um, yeah, I think I've gone maybe like, I've never broken two in an Olympic, like two, oh, such and such. Yeah. And that would not translate, you, you know, it's really, I don't get that much faster in a sprint yeah sprint. at my advanced age sprints t- i've, I've broken an hour i just don't sprint i mean did like, you really yes wow. i did you broke, you broke an hour i broke an hour it, it was a 400 you meter swim 400 but meter swim? 400 meters. <laughs> i broke an just hour it, <laughs> it was a one mile round <laughs> i think it took me an it hour just to do the hey, swim it still counts <laughs> it still counts <laughs> these days yeah awesome matt do you have any news for us i news do on i can't think of yeah i can't think of anything that comes to mind no gotcha um real quick you guys are the the runners of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosie Ruiz, ring a bell? Yes, she is. Um, uh, Rosie, what's an interval? You know what I'm talking about? No. Woman who cheated in the Boston Marathon, oh, correct? No. Yeah. Correct. And yes. she course cut. She oh well, she yeah. she, she also like technically holds the world record in the marathon, right? I think her time. <laughs> I think I think she'd be the world. I think she finished like an hour and something yeah yeah oh. so yeah little known fact elliot kipchoge is not the world record holder <laughs> in the marathon it is rosie well you can cue the sad trombone she passed away at the age of 66 this past weekend if i'm not mm-hmm. mistaken so yep. um I don't a know. way oh, to go for tough. making fun yeah. of her Evan. that made news hey i was not the only one she she was getting trashed all <laughs> over social tough. media which is not good to see but yeah yeah she's a very <laughs> infamous name in the running world i figured evan would know who she was so. yeah um, and very the, infamous name. There was another race here locally. It was the Swift uh, 200 or slash 100 road yep. race. And oh, yeah. It's a little bit of a mix of road and gravel. Um, they still haven't posted the results, but I know in the men's open for the 200-mile variety, our own teammate, Chris Surratt, um, got second place. Took second place. Oh, I saw the video yeah. or the pictures from that. Yeah. Yeah. That's 200 miles. Oh, my gosh. Chris is such a stud. 200 miles. I know. I just saw on Strava. It was like 200 miles. And I just thought it was like 11 or 12,000 like, oh, yeah, feet Chris of climbing. Yeah. yeah. 11 <laughs> or 12,000 feet of climbing in that as well. So that is a beast of a day. I mean, a long day. It's basically like the, the STP, the Seattle to Portland, we've done with over twice as much climbing. I just can't even fathom that. Is it like never too late to try and go pro? Can Chris can Chris still give that a shot? Because <laughs> that's, I mean, if he's... <laughs> Man, if there's one guy that's just knocking it out of the park left and right, and this isn't the first year he's done this. He's been, every year he does these big, giant races. Yeah. yeah. He does really well. I don't know how it's time to do all of that stuff because he's got family too. He's like, a busy he's guy. Two, he's he's a very kids. busy guy. Yeah, two kids. Full-time job. Yep. Time management. Yeah. yeah. It's a full family affair, though, because I know that the kids are riding and racing and they have fun. And he's a great family man, does a great yeah. job. And then his wife is fully supportive of it. And yeah. it's, you know, it's just an awesome story. I love the guy. So Good job, Chris. Good job, Chris. Woo. I don't have the full results, though. I just know that he got second place. I'm not sure who won the women's side. I don't know who won the 100-mile variety as well. So yeah. um, just wanted to say congratulations. 
Job well done. Um, last week <laughs> on episode number 76, if you uh, hadn't been listening, mm-hmm. we, uh, we kind of jumped into a little um, bit on some performance-enhancing drugs. And rhymes with which session we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about our our gripe. We call it a gripe, gripe, session. Gripe, gripe session. I feel like if we made a hot like like a highlights list, we could almost come up together with an entire episode of us talking about PEDs from separate yep. episodes. <laughs> yeah. we, we've done a few touch and goes for sure, and it was just one of those things that like we got to, you guys got to talking, and I'm like I had questions that I wanted to ask you, but that show would have ended up being like three hours long. So you know what? There we go. We're gonna do it this week. We're gonna talk about performance enhancing and. Drugs. Drugs, and we're going to hit it from every angle. So, um, who would like to start us off? Anybody? Is anybody here doing that at the table? I'm, oh yeah, tons of ex- <laughs> tons of experience. Let me just start. Caffeine and donuts. I'm Actually, more, donuts I'm more right here just here. for asking questions. How do you use them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so here's what I thought was interesting. Uh, I have actually like gone online and said like, no, you can't use some of these things. Like, there, it's you can't get a therapeutic exemption for testosterone. And I've probably said that on this podcast in the past, whatever, we're on like episode 76 or something. So 77. I have made so 75 times. many mistakes <laughs> in the past. And one of the things that I thought would be interesting is just coming on here and actually like looking into it and seeing like, oh, I was wrong. Like you can get a therapeutic exemption for testosterone. You know, there are, are hoops to jump through, but like, let me start by just saying like, I don't know this stuff and I was wrong, like dead wrong, like like I would argue with you, like you can't get a you know therapeutic exemption for testosterone, like that's against the rules. Um, so whoops, whoops on that one, completely wrong. You can, but USADA allows it if a, if a doctor prescribes it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to go through? My gosh. I know. This is like the Which, only time I think that I've been right and Matt's been wrong. Because generally, like I think nine out of ten times, it's like <laughs> Matt's right. Evan definitely just making up <laughs> stuff right now. But so what's interesting is. It is hard to get like a therapeutic exemption. You know, the doctor and you as a patient have to jump through a lot of hoops, which means it's going to cost you a lot of money, which in a lot of cases amongst certain peer groups, like that's not an issue. Uh, But basically you have to jump through some hoops and you actually have to be tested like twice Um, because with testosterone, one of the big things is like, and my wife is always like, well, this is stupid because people's numbers go all over the place. Mm -hmm. So if you test someone in the afternoon or something like that, their numbers are going to be low. And then all of a sudden it looks like they're low all the time. Nope. You just test at a certain time of day. Yeah. Then they get whatever the doctor, you know, whatever they want, which is the, the it kind of depends on how much, how well you slept over the last couple of days, what kind of stress you're under. Hormonal cycles. Literally hormonal cycles. So they're all over the place. Yeah. And so if you read the exemption piece here, which I looked up, which I th- just thought was interesting because, again, I thought <laughs> I thought it was impossible. Um, it'll say, like, you need to be tested between, um, you know, 10 and 1 or like a time of day that they give and that you have to have two separate tests. And then you have to provide that information along with the um, form that you have to fill out. And so there is a fair amount of, well, I don't know how much that is, but it sounds like it's at least a little bit difficult um, that they're at least trying to make it at least a little bit difficult to go through that therapeutic exemption process, which good on them for doing that. Yeah. I, I was always under the impression that you couldn't even get a therapeutic exemption for testosterone. And that, that was kind of like, I was kind of happy about that process. I was like, yeah, you can't even get this. Like, you know, people that are doing this are just in the wrong. It turns out you can, but yeah, I mean, it is a little bit of, um, a couple of hoops to jump through and I'm sure people do it. So, uh, that information will never be public. Like, if you have a therapeutic mm-hmm. exemption, we'll never know about it. 
So it's just, yep. it is what it is. And if you get drug tested, you probably have to provide that information. Like, yep, I do have a two for this one. You know, TUE is often used for the acronym. Yeah. Um, I so for therapeutic exemption. I think, I think the, the problem here though is, is like, I, I agree, Matt, in a perfect world, this would be really hard to go through and there would need to be recheck and check just to make sure, you know, that you're it's, not it's, like, it's, oh, it's I obviously needed. Sleep. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing is that if you are willing to cheat, there are the grand majority of medical doctors are great people not trying to yep. help people cheat. Right. But in the world of cheating, the word passes on the internet. So if you are somebody who's looking, I'm want to do really well at masters nationals this year. Yeah. It is not hard in today's world to get online, ask who are the doctors who, yep. who, yeah, there's who, who do I go to? Out there, yeah. Who do I go to? And this system's easy to beat. If you have a doctor who is willing to jump through these hoops. And that's not conspiracy yeah. theory. You can oh, yeah. look up any article. There are doctors willing to jump through these hoops with you because there's financial gains for them at the end of the day if they become known as that person. Now, True. Or the doctor believes that, like, and, and here's my thing yeah. is, like, this may be, like, some there might be some buy-in to this. Like, it may yeah. be good for you to be on, like, testosterone. That's, that's the other great question. And yeah. If you're, and I don't even <laughs> Just know. from a health I mean, point. From a view, health point. Yeah. Like, I, that's the thing that I kind of always, like, okay, well, you know, like, you start to look at some of the benefits and things like that and it's not something that I'm, I'm interested in trying or anything like that but like um hormonal replacement therapy is a big hot word topic in the yeah, medical and it's, world okay. it's this whole yeah. like we know the good stuff from it right mm-hmm. uh, increased There's muscle bad. mass increased you know stamina yep. recovery, um, eyesight, for recovery sake, yeah. faster your hgh levels will raise naturally if tendon your, healing improves yeah, your recovery after hard improvement. workouts so what are the what's the downside are, there are downsides there's so well, this is, I am, I am not the, the, the expert on this right. by any means, but there are, and this is just from people who, who have talked to me, who know a lot more about this from a medical perspective. There are not great long-term longitudinal studies yet done on long-term hormonal replacement therapy. But what I'm wondering it is can get dangerous. now that there's this huge, massive amount of people doing it. Yeah. By the time I'm like 60, 70, like it might be one of those things where it's like, we've got longitudinal studies. Like we right. have the data and if it looks good, if I'm 60, 70. What like, if it doesn't I, though? If it doesn't, then good. Then, <laughs> I mean, that's, then, that's uh, like, yeah. I mean, like I'm, I'm saying like in the medical right. field, we're always looking back 20, 30 years ago and going like, oh Ooh, God, that was, that was bad. Yeah. yeah. And and that's great. Like that's the benefit of me not, you know, taking Doing it, it for the, next, yeah, for the exactly. next 20, 30 years. Right. Yeah. But like. But if I'm 70, maybe, I don't know, like I, it's some of the benefits look good. And one of the articles that I passed around was this journalist that did it. And Mm -hmm. he, you know, he was like, you know, it was, I I thought it was very interesting. It was on, um, I think it's outdoor magazine. Mm -hmm. He, He posted this article and it's actually quite old. I think it's from like 2008 or before. Uh, and he was like, I'm a cyclist. I'm going to go through all these drugs. And the three drugs he went through was like steroids. I think it was. HGH EPO. and EPO. Mm-hmm. So like some pretty hardcore stuff. And he was like, you know, would I do these in the future? And he was like, steroids, hell no. Like, and then it was like, um, it was like EPO. No, don't, you know, and it, but it was like HGH. Yeah, maybe. Cause his eyesight got better, like weird stuff, like a scar healed that was like <laughs> yeah. from high school. Have I, ha, have and I it's just like all this on... weird stuff. I was like, well, that yeah. that sounds pretty good. <laughs> have, like, I, have I explained on this podcast what I... So there's a big misnomer with HGH. People think when you hear HGH, I think the first thing that pops into people's heads is Mark McGuire and muscles. HGH does not build muscular tissue. It's actually released in the healing process of the tendinous attachment, basically. So 
the biggest benefit of HGH is its recovery aspects, not its pure strength building aspects. It's it's indirectly, yes, it can cause improvements in you know strength and all of that, but it's mostly because it is helping the healing tendinous process. So that's why it helps things like you know eyesight. Um, AC separation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, all those things that yeah. Matt just tore in his AC joint. <laughs> Does it fix bruises on your butt? I'm sure. <laughs> there we go. Just Four just, nerves in your shoulder. There you go. Yeah. Just just, just consider. I'm not sure about nerve healing. I'm not going to throw nerve healing out there, but let one me, of, let one me of look the, that one up for yeah. you, Jake. <laughs> one of the benefits of HGH is that they actually have to grind up babies to inject them. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm all for that. That's fantastic. I'm personally all for like baby grinding is that is that what, is that what matt just let's said baby, let's, let's baby grind those babies up inject it directly into my shoulder <laughs> i'm sure i'm pretty sure that's how it works taken out of context that means exactly Uh-oh. what matt wants it to i'm pretty sure our podcast is not gonna be rated pg this week <laughs> i already cussed on oh it. man we're in trouble we're gonna have to get the pg 12 <laughs> rating on this yeah but i th- i think when you when you look at it from the perspective of okay if it's healthy, but if, if it is good for long-term health, should we start, I don't know, in amateur sports, like allowing some of these? I think the, the only problem with that is if your goal is just, hey, I want to be healthy and all that, then get out of the racing game. Because the racing right. game, to me, is right. especially when we're talking about the amateur field, is creating a level playing field yep. where humans compete. And and what's interesting, I think we all kind of see eye to eye on this. It's yeah. like... I don't have a problem with Evan taking testosterone, HGH, like whatever, to, but, but, but don't, don't race. race. Yes. Don't race. Yeah. Thank you. Like if you're Thank doing you. it for your health, that's great. Yep. Like whatever. Yeah. Like, don't race or that. don't have road rage, you know, like roid rage yeah. and hurt someone. Yes. But exactly. like other than that, like. So one of my college buddies this yep. weekend, he came to me and he says, he said, Lance, have you had your testosterone level okay. checked? And I go, no. And he goes, why not? Yeah. And I'm like, because yeah. I race. That yep. was my that was my first answer. Yep. I just go, because I race. If I wasn't yep. racing, even though I've never been tested, and I don't yeah. know when I would be tested, but I'm like, I, you know, taking that extra testosterone, it has all these benefits, but I consider it cheating if yep. I'm racing. If I'm lining up against everybody else and it's not a level playing field because I've been taking testosterone for the last year and a half, yeah. then it's not mm-hmm. fair. So, well, if it, if you can get a therapeutic exemption for it, yeah, you saw so it says it could be fair. Yeah. So, so can everybody else. I, I'm yeah. not that I'm saying that so, I'm pro. No, but I, I'm with you. So, so yeah, how do we justify that? Yeah. That, okay, I'm almost 50 years old. Yep. I probably could get a therapeutic yep. is exemption could, for low testosterone. But you, do people get that? exemption and then they double or triple or quadruple oh, their dose why wouldn't you? why well, wouldn't and you? that's another question how like when you get that exemption how do they have parameters of how much you can actually have and, and they have suggested guidelines okay yeah so it becomes how the, you should administer stuff but it's you know i mean it's it's a combination of all these different ways that you can you know administer stuff right like right. that's injections or creams or whatever and the creams for example are at your discretion you know and it's I actually read one guy posting on a, um, he, this is the problem with the internet a lot of times. It's like, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. 
he came on, you know, like a slow twitch form, which is like a triathlon form. <laughs> and he said, you know, I have um, low T and my doctor has prescribed this stuff. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe just like upping my dosage before a race. Like, what have you guys done? Oh have my. you guys done something similar? Yeah, not, like completely clueless. Completely, he seriously clueless. posted yeah. on slow twitch? Yep. Oh, he just got ripped he apart, just got I'm sure. Ripped and, <laughs> slow and twitch people, is brutal. People are just like... I'm gonna grab Bob bag of popcorn. <laughs> I'm gonna watch the responses. Here it comes. Here it comes. Slow Twitch it was is like hilarious. Slow Twitch is like Twitter to high schoolers. It's like uh, it's and it's, it's one of those things where it's like yeah. you can tell the guy that just didn't know. Like, yeah, just Poor assumed guy. that this I feel is bad for him. this is part of the deal, Shit, yeah, right? The doctor said this was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How close and should I, I take this to? So <laughs> one of my questions would be: there, I'm guessing that there are large group of people that are taking testosterone especially as we get into like the older populations i'm sure there are but but my my gut feeling is that they're not even doing therapeutic exemptions which i'm guessing it's probably less than five percent of those people in our in our local scene we are never tested so why would they even want to get a therapeutic you know exemption other than if they were gonna do some uci races or some national racing but Let's let, let's be honest. I'm sure if you ask people from nationals, how many people at nationals are getting tested? That happens. Really? It does. Yeah. How how many would you say? Though? If there's a, if there's a 75 guys in the field, how many? Less than 10 percent. Yeah. Usually, but your it's, odds it's, are good. Yeah. It's kind of random too. Yeah. Yep, it yeah. should be random. Yeah. 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 But I have a friend that does a lot of racing. He's yeah, been tested. I, he's been tested. Okay. Which I think is great. Like I got tested in the NCAA. Like. Twice, yeah. twice per season. That's, yeah. that's and I was like, "This is good." That's like, what I was going to ask: is, is if you had gotten tested at that yeah. D one level? I got tested yeah. basically like prior to being on the team, and I think the school probably paid for that one. Mm-hmm. And then NCAA championships got tested, which it was did, kind of like, did everybody hey, get tested at NCAA no, championship? No, no, no. See, I think everybody should get tested. It was, was it? it was a random test group. Yeah. It mm-hmm. happened to be like three people from the University of Alabama out of like the and ten you were people one, tested, and out of, you know, so the, oh, you got funny. a field of two hundred and fifty people. Three of them were from Alabama. There was ten people to probably tested overall. Yeah, like, it's like they just thought Alabama was dirty. So I was fine. Like, I competed positive. No, I no. competed four years. I Matt D one, squeaky clean. I, you know, I competed four years yeah. D one track and field and did hundreds of track meets. I was never tested. Never once. tested. But yeah. I was also not the level of athlete that Matt was. Well, I think we're kind of stretching here. <laughs> you were, I did Good. make it to nationals. I think they and looked you at did. they looked at Alabama and they were like that Matt Legrand guy they were, right there. We're gonna get him. We're gonna sure. get him. I think we're it was raid like, his camper van. <laughs> I think it was literally like Alabama. They are cheating. Which you know, like great test us. Come on, bring yeah. it on. Yeah, like, right. You well, know, you guys, you guys had a lot of East Africans on the team, right? We had a lot of East Africans on the and team. And let's and this is not me making any any generalization sure. there's a lot of doping that goes on in east africa there there they have some issues for yeah. sure and it was questionable at that time there there was kind of it's i think it's gone back and forth just like anywhere mm-hmm. right like there i think there was um, a large portion of time where east african people were very skeptical like i don't want to take any medicine are you yeah. giving me tylenol hell no like nothing and then the other side of the coin flipped and it was like oh we're all doing you know epo I think like also needles on the side of the track. I think so, also they just, were like geez. miss. Well, at least at least from what I've read and seen from the yep. actual, they they were very misled, misguided. Yes. Um, people and, with vested interests outside of the health of these runners, and oh yeah. I think that it was the the unfortunate kind of destruction of of that pure kind of east east uh, east African running culture. Yeah, I think you had. Um, in my opinion, I placed a lot of that blame on you know managerial kind of people coming in that were mm-hmm. sports agents uh 
and one of you know one of the priorities is mm. for their you know their own pocketbook to make money oh, yeah. right. so yeah. um and then you know you basically have this quick cultural development of like if you want to run fast like this is the only way to yeah, do take it this, yeah. uh so i think that's tough okay so let's run around the table real quick mm-hmm. would you guys under any circumstances ever take performance enhancing drugs does caffeine count I, um, in certain doses, it's technically a PED. No, I would not. You would not. I, gotcha. I, I don't think we'd consider that. No. Gotcha. Evan, would you? No. Matt, would you? No, absolutely no. not. But I'm, I'm on the same. But, but let same me book. just say this: mm-hmm. if it was, um, if I wasn't going to compete in sports, that was my next question yeah. that I was going to ask real quick. Or if it was within the rules, right? So, so this is actually one of the difficulties that I have, right? My my standard answer for this is like, if it's within the rules, I think it's fair game, right? Like caffeine, sure. Uh, right. Beet juice, heck yeah, that's fine. Like I have no problems with this stuff. And these are performance enhancing like activities that you can do. And so my general rule is like, if it's within the rules and Evan wants to try it, I feel like that's fair. Mm-hmm. But uh, the therapeutic exemption piece is within the rules and I have a problem with it. So that's hard for me. It's a hard pill for me to swallow. This is the and I'm problem not sure the, what to, how to answer that. The rules become gray at times and the rules at yeah. times become easy easier i won't say easy to sidestep they they become possible to sidestep and that's where it's tough to say okay well is every tue ethical and it's like well no i don't think that every tue is ethical because if i look at it it is a significant improvement to your performance yeah and me just being in the medical field i know how to like trust me your your doctor's not some magical wizard that knows exactly if you actually need that testosterone or not that doctor needs to go to the next patient and if you're going to sit there and tell him i feel super tired and you're going to tell him the right words the entire time and he tests you and you're just barely at that threshold blood numbers wise he's going to give you that yeah Yeah. so let's say that you have a medical necessity for this for whatever reason just whatever just plug in your thing and then you you find it necessary to take say testosterone and that just gets you back up to par so that you can have longevity so that you can have a normal life. Would you um, quit your respective sport? Would you quit racing? I'd still steal KOMs, but I wouldn't race anymore. (laughs) (laughs) See, I think that's the right answer. I think it's like See, don't, I would, don't line up. Yeah, I would. Like, I would still race, but 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 I'm going to use an example. Okay. I'm, I'm going to use an example. It would it would need to be with a a, a TUE. A, a so I had a I have a friend who um, he had cancer and yeah. took um yeah. uh on his his comeback to cycling would took uh, uh testosterone and that is a case i would look at and be like well if that was me if i had let's did he, say did he race on certain drugs no no i don't i don't believe he did at that time but, but he, afterwards um, yeah. i would that that was a long time ago right. but he's he's a great racer now and literally races on nothing but bread and water like yeah. literally bread and water that's like actually his diet i think but <laughs> but uh there you know if if I was in that situation coming back, let's say from a year or two bout with cancer and yeah. I needed racing to get, you know, I mean, we, we talk about this table, letting go of racing is big for like, I mean, you may say you would chase KOM's Lance, you would miss the heck out of racing. Oh, I did. Like, it's like, oh, totally God, give yeah. me purpose to my yeah. life right now. Sidebar, I mean, if sidebar, you, sidebar question real yeah. quick. Is there a difference between chasing KOM's on testosterone and motor pacing behind <laughs> Irish moped? No, there's not. I don't know. So motor pacing's worse. <laughs> Flag. I have motor paced a few KOM's. Flag. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, if... If, if you're looking at that and you knew that the only way you were going to be able to throw a leg over the bike and even pedal over 100 watts was if you were on some hormonal replacement coming back from something like chemotherapy. But 
you know i think we could come up with something i think you know someone okay let's say like this person's on drugs and they need it and whatever it is and Mm -hmm. they're crushing it in a race and we're thinking like well some of that's probably from the drugs you're taking i'd be okay with it i would just say like let's take you out of the results like you did great like your second place or whatever you know that second place medal we're going to give it to someone else sorry i think think keep racing like we want you to be a part of the community once your once your blood numbers normalize back after this though that that's when the tue needs to go away yeah. I don't. I don't think this is something where it's like, well, for the rest of your life, you can race with testosterone. Well, it's you know, there's there's a time period. If what if there wasn't a stigma, and what if there was a whole different category where you just you declared like I'm on you know therapeutic exemption, I'm using whatever right. fill the in the TUE blank division, and you get to race against other people that are doing that as well, and it was just a whole different category. I always thought that this was like a a fun like mind question, you know, just kind of roll through like that's what bodybuilding does. Yeah, what if we had long? Everybody do whatever you Olympic, want. Olympic Olympic level like we're gonna have Olympics and we're gonna have Olympics with drugs like on your mark set go. Yeah, and I think it would be That'd be wild. I think it would be extremely um, profitable for. Um, the you know the televised i feel like it might get more television coverage than the actual olympics <laughs> like some interesting stuff could come of that do you think and i don't necessarily have a huge problem with it because i don't know if i, I like to think that it might help you know like steer people out of the normal sport and just like get out of our sport if you're on right. drugs like right. go do your own thing um i, I don't know think, it probably wouldn't help i think but. a lot no i actually i think you're onto something i bet i bet if you did that i bet a lot less at the top level would dope because at that know. point, okay, now now I'm in this race where I know everybody's doping. Yeah. I've now lost that cheating advantage, at least in my head. You know, you've you've lost now that advantage. Yeah, I'm just gonna stop using and go back down to the. Well, there's there's no thing is you'd stop have to say using. like, yeah. yeah, you can't just stop using and go back down because of the as they've researched, if you have years and years of built up great that's training, I, yeah, volume, that's, yeah, that's so. another that's a whole other argument. And I've had this with um, some good friends where it's like, if you stop using drugs are you, you know, should you be okay to race? And in my opinion, it's like, once you started using drugs for a couple of years and you have all this, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I've been able to recover and I've been able to do hundred mile rides on the daily. It's like, back to back to back to back. You have that muscle memory. And and this is my experience. Like I ran a lot of miles and I have that muscle memory and that's an advantage for me. Like that's a competitive advantage. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's a lot of reasons, you know, you'll see people that are in their forties and they start running and guess what? They can't beat me even though they train five times as much as I do. Right. Right. And that's kind of, it's like, well, sorry, it's not fair. But the reason is because I put in all that training in my twenties, I mm-hmm. think drugs could be the same thing yeah. where it's like, yep. they had this block of time on drugs. I, so that's why I kind of feel like banned for life is a serious consideration for mm-hmm. people that have tested positive for, you know, certain drugs and things like that. If it's, you know, tainted meat or something like that. Like, okay, let's let's give people the benefit of contador, the doubt. Yeah. yeah, but whatever. at the same time, like whatever contador. Yeah, <laughs> if, you know, like if you have two strikes and you're using stuff like EPO, like just get out of the sport. Like, yeah, ban for life. Like, I think we should really consider that as an option. Mm-hmm. So, what do you I think agree. society would want to watch more if there were two concurrent? Yep, categories. No, seriously though, no, I mean, the I dopers. They're gonna want to watch. They want bigger. They want stronger, faster. Yeah. And I would, I would rather watch the non-dopers. And that's just because in my head, I've always thought of Jan's. Okay, whether Jan's Voigt used or not. Yeah. Anybody who knows who Jan's Voigt was, he was a. He did. You, you, you think they, so? I do. He See, was in that era. He did. I. Yeah. They all. But the did, thing yeah. is, the guy like never won. He was always the guy who just like kill himself at the front. Those, the top hundred. I like to go. I like to go to, go to bed. More than that. I like to go to bed at night thinking that Jan's Voigt was clean. I know. 
And I would rather yeah, watch Jans Voigt in a field of clean guys than watch Contador and, Schle- and the Schlecks go at it all day. I think you're only fooling yourself. Probably. I think <laughs> I think if you were like, these two shows are on at the exact same time, yeah. I you might like try to flip back and forth. But yeah. you'd be want to watch. You'd want to watch that doped stuff. Like they're just doped to the gills, and they're climbing, you know, Alpes like or something. Each other at like, twenty miles an hour on Alpes yeah. yeah, it would be really hard not that to watch. Stuff that stuff is yeah. forever changing. Just think about how much drugs have changed in the last twenty or thirty years, yeah. and what how they're able to push the envelope. Like you're only going to yeah. see the person who is like doing crazy mm-hmm. cool things come along once in a couple generation versus like the drug stuff could be like morphing into something completely different every like four yeah. to five years. And like, Oh my gosh, did you see that yeah. person there? Yeah. You know, their FTP for that 200 mile ride was 700, you know, it's just like, wow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Seven. <laughs> yeah. All, all of a sudden 400 becomes like a yeah. cat five, le- five level. <laughs> right. Everybody's on testosterone <laughs> and yeah. So people want to watch that stuff. And I think baseball yeah. back in the nineties is perfect. Yeah. yeah, for them yeah. because yeah. it was the all-time attendance. Sammy for, Sosa, McGuire saved baseball. Exactly. Yep. And people the still love watching. Yeah. Yep. People, people got into that. They like seeing those 500-foot home runs. It's just yeah. there's something majestic about it, even and though they were cheating and they people were, knew it. They were well. They really, I mean, they really weren't because they just didn't have any sort of rules against taking drugs. I mean, in baseball, it was really bad in the early 2000s. That changed. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there was basically free for all for those guys. Yep. I don't. I don't really think that they were necessarily we, cheating at that time. It was the publicity that caused the rule change. You know that these guys are all yeah. doped to the gills on everything. They're taking yeah. everything. Yeah. Which I mean, and I I actually think that. A, I I mean for us because we're you know very sensitive to the issue. We we're all like get rid of you know that's ridiculous. But I think a lot of the public was like. Let them do what they want. Yeah. <laughs> they should be. Well, this their own. It's their own body. This this was the thing that cracked me up. Is then how come when Lance's situ- when Lance Armstrong's situation came around, those same people, people that in baseball were like, no, let's let Mark and Sammy slug it out there. Why all of a sudden were they like, let's burn Lance at the stake here? Well, it all came he, about at the same time. Yeah, as the I, French hated the fact that's that American cyclists winning. Yeah. And because that Lance different. Armstrong destroyed people and destroyed yeah, lives. He did. Yeah, this is true. Horrible. McGuire things. and Sosa did not. Well, I'm sure if you look back at McGuire's history, I'm sure that that guy probably had no, a couple. But not, not like Armstrong. Not, not at the same level. McGuire yeah. is a, a decent, honest, nice person. Was well, he? Honest. I don't right. know if you use that word exactly, but he, <laughs> was, a, he, nice, was, yeah. he was a great guy. Okay. I, I, okay. I know people that have known him because he was in the Long Beach area, which wasn't too far away. And they yeah, yeah, you were right around where he was. And if okay. we want to compare other Well, that drug, makes me like him more. <laughs> I think if we want to compare other drug users to Lance, we should stick with cycling and look at, you know, all the other cyclists that we like love and forgive, you know, because mm-hmm. they weren't they weren't doing the kind of stuff that Lance was doing. They weren't like well, Contador, destroying people's lives. Contador came back and was still a hero in his country. Yeah, so yeah. I know. Contador, Leipheimer, Danielson, Incapi. Yeah. A ton of mm-hmm. people. Like Potters. Incapi is who I always think I mean, of. So do we do we all really th- so sitting at this table now, baseball side, baseball side, just cycling, is is the Peloton clean now? No. That's a I good agree. question. No, it's not. I don't it's think so either. I think they've just found better ways to hide it. The drug administration is always a few few years ahead of the testing process. Yeah. And it's the, the idiots that keep using that stuff once they figure out the testing protocol mm-hmm. for it. Those are the ones that get popped. And we still see that happening to yeah. this day. It's like, you oh, yeah, there's still random guys getting popped. Pretty dumb right. to get popped. It's the ones that are just basically working with the best doctors out there. They know mm-hmm. how to get through things, how to mask things that are still using. And I, I think that it's happening. Now, we're, we're seeing a, a big 
increase in young cyclists winning big races now are they using are kids using at younger ages now do you think um i don't know i think you're gonna see some kids coming up i mean is here's another question is cycling mm-hmm. growing because i i i i would have question. to say probably no but probably when, when not, something yeah. is growing and something is on the rise i don't think it's growing here in the states maybe abroad mm-hmm. but you're going to attract more people to the sport and then you're going to have somebody who would have been like the world's best soccer player all of a sudden turned into like the world's best cyclist that came up and all of a sudden he blew people's minds because he was introduced to the appropriate sport right. in our opinion yeah. cycling well, it's <laughs> yeah. like it's a numbers game right like you yeah. just have enough it, numbers you expect records to go down yes right and yeah. so if that's not the case and records are going down then it lends itself to believe that maybe there's something else going on right so, yeah yeah it's tough you know when you yeah. see records on Altuez, like that's the things that we should you know well Mar- marco pan uh, i could be wrong here but i'm pretty sure marco panatani's um record still is held i'm pretty sure Altuez. i'm pretty sure he was clean he was no yeah oh, he yeah. definitely was he's got like a little trail of trail of white <laughs> every he took a bump right every at the bottom every lunch. italian is clean hey do not talk down <laughs> Marco <laughs> that, that was you're, you're L, talking about a hero L, here. L, 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 L pirate was my my childhood hero was next he to your, lance okay. that, that's an interesting question that i have for you Evan, uh-huh. because you are like Panettone was clean <laughs> you're like enamored with Panettone and yeah. with Armstrong and yeah. a lot of those cyclists in that era, and they were all Horrible. cheaters. Oh, anybody listening to me, I'm sure so, they're so thinking they're like, Evan has got to be using like <laughs> all of his heroes are like these terrible. Like, I love, I love in endurance sports those those like transcendent athletes that were win win at all costs, mm. which is hilarious because when it comes to me personally, I would lose my mind and be so pissed off if I found out that somebody I just total line with this last weekend was doping. Right, like, let's say. I'm 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 not even gonna like toss out names yeah, by any means because I have nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say that the, the well, you know the guys who were racing in Boulder. Let's say next year we find out that ten of those guys tested positive. Oh, you'd be livid. I would get on this podcast and lose my mind. I'd yeah. be so pissed. But Lance Armstrong's still my hero. <laughs> It's hard. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. I feel like I understand where you're coming from because I feel like a lot of us feel the same way where it's like he won when we were at a certain age where we mm. were so I wasn't racing him. excited <laughs> about the sport for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And so I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. It's hard to look past the other stuff that he did. I so. also just, I really do think what he what he came from and what he did for the sport kind of personifies that that struggle as an endurance athlete i think and panatani was the same way i think they they were these really like broken heroes you know and they they were very fallible and everything they were just they're they're an interesting story to cheer for in that sense and also hate at the same time they were just as interesting to cheer for as they were to hate and i mean panatani was about as italian as it comes like when you're talking about Italian <laughs> cycling history, like Panettone is the most is the most Italian cyclist maybe that ever lived. And Armstrong was the most Texan. American. He was the yeah. most not American. Texan. Texan. Yeah, he wasn't even American. He was Texan. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's why they were very unapolog- they were unapologetically themselves, and that's right. also here's another question for you. I don't want you to put out anybody's name. I just want a mm-hmm. simple yes or no question. Is there anybody here locally who we race against in our respective sports that we have a pretty good idea that that person is using something? I'm going to call you out, Rico. <laughs> you are you are messed up, man. You don't go lining up against me. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I think this is a really tough question because we can suspect that someone is, you yeah. know, that, that you know, that's one of our buddies or whatever. But we're not tested. 
we're not tested. So True. all it is is unless well, unless you know a friend of ours has confided in us, and then you know, then you have this question of like, do you rat out your buddy? Like that'd be a whole another question. To do you ask. say their name on a yeah. podcast? You know, you just, <laughs> Rico. I told you, Rico. Matt told you not Bugger to take that Why stuff. Why be Rico? I don't know because it's because it's not like someone's name. If I, I was just kidding, you know. if yeah. I was like, if I said Matt, and then because there's so many Matts out there, then yeah, someone's gonna go. be like, "Oh crap, he's talking about me." me. <laughs> Dang it! Yep, gotta uh, use an uncommon name. Sorry, Rico. Yeah, I'm sure we have a Rico listening. I don't and think then so. You run in some circles with some high level people that have yeah. um, the potential to be using. Is there anybody that you would suspect? You want to name any names? Do I? Okay, uh, of like people I've raced so far. Uh, just in general, yeah. In general, yes. It could be at the yeah. high amateur level or even the, the pro level. Is there anybody that you would say that person's probably taken? Do you know what's funny? I would say before I turned pro, I would say I was probably racing against more people I could point to and say, I think that they're, they've are they been doing something this last year. Yeah. Um, at the pro level, I I know I've said on this podcast before, like, yeah, I think that there's drug problems in triathlon. Yeah. I don't think it's in the Ironman world as much. I think it's more in the ITU world where you get these guys who play for their, you know, like, yeah. or, or, or supported by their Olympic committee committees. That's more where I kind of, and just the numbers that are put out in the ITU world. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try to not say names. Like, I think if you look at some of these guys at the top of the ITU world right now, there are guys going under 30 off the bike. Yeah. I look at that immediately and I'm like, suspicious. That yeah. is suspicious. It's hard. It's so hard to say. You're putting out 400 watts for an hour and then you jump off and run five flat, you know, 450. Yeah. Well, I mean, that just seems otherworldly. The good to news me. is, is they're tested. I think at that level, like, I'm not sure. Okay. If they really are, though. I, I agree yeah. with you that they're probably not at a lot of those things. But I yeah. think, like, when the Brownleys are winning Olympics, and yes, they're breaking, you know, 30 minutes on the mm-hmm. 10k. I think those guys have to. I, I like to think that they're tested. I like to think that too. They have to be yeah. tested when they're getting medals at the Olympics. I, yeah. I can't imagine that they're not. Right. Yep. But know, there's but, but there's knows. nobody in the Ironman game right now. That, that I've raced that I would look at and be like, that's weird. Like yeah. that's super weird. Now there's, I mean, those guys have been at the top for a while that I know they work their butts off. Yep. I, sure. I think that at least the guys that I'll use the guys I raced in Boulder, for example, Ben Hoffman's a stand up guy. You know, doesn't I mean, mean that he's not taking something. I know, but, 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 but he's been yeah. at the top of the sport for a while. Yep. He's such a nice, I would just find it very, uh, that would be shocking news to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shocking Which, news. I think sometimes that's the case where it's like, yeah. but you know, he doesn't have that like, Oh, he has, you know, he's had this, he's been at this level and then all of a sudden he just spikes up, you know, like that yeah. kind of like, oh, Ben's okay. always been super consistent yeah. and just great. Yeah. So, yeah. Lance, you run in a circle of racers who are starting to hit some uh, age benchmarks, if yep. you will. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit older. Might be somebody that, yeah, you know what, that TUE kind of sounds kind of good, you know, <laughs> kind of harken back to yesteryear when I used to be pretty dang fast. Anybody that you can think of, off, I, I, again, don't want to know any yeah, names yeah. because a lot of these guys are our friends, but I mean, is there people that you've ever suspected? Just sitting here thinking, I can think of probably four or five guys that are probably all on something. Something, yeah. Something. Gotcha. I would have to agree with that. Yeah. You know, when you get out there and you start racing and you're lining up against people, I'm like, good God, that person is super strong and or they're, they just have a certain look to yeah. them. So that leads me into my next question for you guys. Would you say that there is a telltale sign besides the fact that they're just performing out of their mind of people who are using? Are there physical attributes that you look for? Are there certain types of mannerisms that you would look for or... A couple of things here. Go ahead. Back in the day, track and field was so bad. And it probably <laughs> still Matt's, is. Matt's the, the but it was so obvious to me when sprinters were using HGH because they were always like collegiate or post-collegiate and getting braces. And it was just like 
come on guys mm-hmm. like we know that you're on a significant which means you have to be on a significant amount of this drug that's going to change your draw jawline or whatever it yep. is and it's just like yeah oh i'm so it's, it's so obvious it's like ben johnson i mean yeah. well marion jones all these people Mary, it's like you can literally bone you know, growth like every single yes. like, <laughs> right it's like all of these people and they all were just like yep we got the braces on and we're winning you know all these sprint stuff and you're just like okay it's like you're 38 you just got braces <laughs> and your hat size just increased so, too. so are there signs Yes, at you know different signs for different things. Yes, for that situation, that was pretty obvious. I think when someone gains a, a really large amount of size in a short amount of time, and you know, and, and this is weird for cycling, right? Because we all want to be smaller. But I think that you know, steroids obviously make you gain size, and so okay. it's just hard. Like people don't, I don't think people realize how hard it is to gain muscle. Like to put on yeah, a pound yeah. of muscle is not easy. Yeah, no. it's easy to put on a pound of fat. I can do that. I can show you how to do that real quick. There's some donuts right here. Yeah, I could do that this evening. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's super easy. <laughs> I got that covered. But like, if anything, I'm losing muscle mass, you know, on the daily. But a pound is a lot of muscle, yeah. and you'll see people gain, you know, yeah. if they're well, on certain we, things like 15, 20 pounds. Very dramatic changes in body composition. Either way, really, I think really yeah. going either direction because there are ways. If you see a guy who's dropping weight at terrifying rates and his power's not dropping. I mean, there's, you know, I mean, Lance, Lance Armstrong has talked about, he would take certain doses of cortisol going into races to make sure that he was self cannibalizing basically to get down to a certain weight, but it was a balance to make sure he was maintaining muscle, muscle strength. Well, taking the testosterone in order for you to gain that weight, you have to be on a certain kind of a strength training regimen that's going to, you know, mm-hmm. basically play out the where like you're all of a sudden your shoulders and your chest yeah. and your back and everything else is going to start swelling up. I mean, if you're really just going out and riding your bike and it's your legs, I mean, you could see some hypertrophy in your legs, but mm-hmm. I don't think that you're going to all of a sudden just get this massive upper body from not training Product, it that way other yeah. than maybe rocking the bike back and forth a right. little bit. So, yeah, I don't just something there. Um, what about like skin conditions? Have you guys noticed that before? So I just was like literally just reading this article before I sent it to you guys. And they were, you know, they were just saying like, as long as you don't take a ridiculous amount of certain types of steroids, you're not going to have the back knee, like mm-hmm. yeah. tons of acne yeah. problems that you get from steroids. Oily skin. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure that there's like some people that are, you know, jumping way past the suggested yeah. amounts and things like that. Right. I mean, I don't think it's as obvious i wouldn't i would be surprised if we saw that in cycling a whole bunch i could be wrong i don't i just don't know and i don't think this is as much like the 90s where they were like well you know still maybe figuring out the dosing on some of this stuff for performance i think you i mean here it's again it's like a whole bunch of stuff that i don't know i'm speculating on Mm -hmm. i think you would see that kind of stuff in bodybuilding yeah yeah so somebody who's really trying to put on mass yeah and they're just using you know basically like horse pills yeah i i would look at but I have no idea. So like from a triathlon perspective, yeah. I would look at somebody who, and this is the thing with Strava these days is you can, there are pros out there that, I mean, they have their entire training schedule is on Strava and you can look back and see, okay, this guy is tolerating a pretty, this is just me from a triathlon perspective, having been somebody who has trained around that 30 hours mark. If I'm seeing somebody at 35, 36 hours and they're putting out like really intense track workouts consistently and they're not having any drop off in training. That's the one time where I would personally look at that and be like, it may not be a physical appearance, but your structured training is reflecting somebody that's taking some that's helping that recovery process. I have no idea. It's hard. That would be hard to see. It would be training data. It, it, it would be, but I, I don't know, man. I just look at some of what these ITU guys do at the very oh, top yeah. end there. And there's, 
mean, I'm looking at that and I was like, good God, this guy just put all like four intense intervals run sessions. We're not even talking about what they're doing in the pool and the, right. on the bike. I'm like, that is what professional runners do. Yep. And he Which is, is professionally biking and swimming also on top yeah. of that. Yeah. There's Crazy. something, something either has to break or they're using something. So it yeah. becomes even more evident as they get older. It's like, yeah. I'm getting, I'm going to be 45 here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, getting so old, man. <laughs> I can remember just like in my late thirties and comparing it to today, there is a big difference in terms of how my body recovers and what I can do on a yep. week over week basis. Yeah. If I could actually manage to put together a good solid six week training block, I'm pretty fatigued at that end of that if I am doing it right. And that's just me putting in 10 to 12 hours. I mean, if I were trying to hit like 18, 20, 25 hours and I was doing that week over week over week, I'd be, I'd be done. I yeah. would be so fatigued. I just I I don't think I could do it without the help of mm-hmm. some sort of uh, you know performance enhancing drug or something to help something, me with recovery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody's physiology and their chemistry is a little bit different, and I'm sure that there's going to be people out there who can you know sustain a little bit mm-hmm. more, maybe go a little bit further in life. But at some point in time, Father Time's going to catch up with you. Mother Nature's going to catch up with you, and they're going to yeah. whoop your backside, and yeah. you're just I'm not going to be the same person. Right now, I'm getting my tail kicked. <laughs> yeah. father, father time's putting a hurt <laughs> he's putting, putting a smack down on me so bad right now he's got uh, yep. anyway. um, oh we should make this even more intense and be like of the four people at this table who would you sus- who, who would you suspect the most all three of you guys if you knew if you Everyone knew you weren't gonna me. get caught uh, well you know, one of the signs of testosterone use is male pattern baldness uh oh! I Ruh-roh. conveniently have a hat on, guys. <laughs> I got a pretty don't thick look, head of hair over don't here. Don't look directly so. at my. Don't look directly at my head. I don't know why Lance is saying anything over here. He's just, he's not looking that much better. <laughs> a little thin, pretty thin enough there. Yeah, it helps you with recovery, and I'm still 14 months out trying to recover, so it ain't me. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm going swimming after this. Exactly. <laughs> pretty sure. I know Three who the dope. Ago, yep. That was laying on gets, a yeah. tarmac busted we, up. We might have to look at that guy. I know, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm super naive to all this, and I should have done a lot more research, but I just am curious. What drugs are people taking? We've, we've talked a little bit about HGH. We've talked a little bit about testosterone. Are there certain types of HGH? Are there certain oh. types of testosterone? Oh, are there other performance-enhancing drugs out there? I mean, you've talked about EPO. Yeah. Um, I know I've heard of greenies, which is basically amphetamines that they were taking oh, as well. Yep. That, that was, was probably back in the day, I hope. That was baseball and cycling. Yeah, yeah they were in baseball, they used to just have them like in the locker room, right? They would just like pop them before they went yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Adderall. Adderall? Yes. That's that's the big one right yeah. now. I yeah. bet people are taking that. I know really? people who are taking and racing yeah. with that. Yeah. Yes, is absolutely. It, is it illegal? I have no idea. That's a great question. It has to be. It's legal. It, is it really, really legal? Well, I mean... With the TUE. Probably yeah. with the TUE and it's prescription-based. Yeah. I, so I guarantee Just because it's prescription-based, you still, like anything like EPO that. Because is technically prescription-based yeah. too. I mean, but, HGH, yeah. prescription-based, and you have to have a therapeutic exemption, right? So I, I don't know if it is or not then. Adderall Adderall is a pretty intense amphetamine. I would be surprised if I bet it, oh, it's interesting. Not. Yeah, yeah. That's, or so, stimulant, yeah. stimulant. Yeah. You've got clenbuterol, I believe that's mm-hmm. another like uh, bronchodilator, if I'm not mistaken. Right, for that's asthmatics. one that a lot of the pro cyclists get yeah. busted for. What's the stuff that uh, Chris Froome got mixed up with? The, if I remember right, it was albuterol, but I could be wrong. Oh yeah, same which, class of asthma, drug. which is just an asthma thing, asthma right? Thing. It's just over the recommended dosage for. I think he was what, for how he could possibly three, be doing that with a puffer. Yeah, yeah, right. Three or four times over the recommended yeah. amount or the illegal allowed amount for his TUE right. that he has for that. Huh. Sal salbuterol, my bad. Salbuterol, gotcha. Salbutamol, yes. Oh. What else are people taking out there? Well, there's with all of these drugs, like we're talking about, we're talking about the specific class, and then there's lots of different types of like brand names that you know 
so and they all they all might have slight differences to them also um especially with steroids i mean there is you know treasure troves worth of different types of steroids and they all are slightly different this is why i got into physical therapy and not pharmaceuticals yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so i think the answer is like we don't know yeah and and i'm sure testosterone too right you have creams and injections and i think there's a couple other ways to do yeah and so yeah, we don't know. There's just way too many I different things. I remember going through um, in one of my exercise physiology classes that kind of tied over into some kinesiology stuff, yeah. talking mm-hmm. about strength and condition. We did cover steroids, and I remember talking about things, but this was like 24 years ago that we were, that yeah. probably about that many years ago for, that I had that class. And I can only imagine how much things have changed since then. So I'd be curious to know like what it is that people there's, take and, and what it is that's you know helping them for different reasons. So Yeah, there's a, there's a surprising one that when I, I was mentioning earlier, dropping weight for things, uh, diuretics yeah. is also... Um, I've, I've read about diuretics for NCAA. That was big actually, because a lot of our wrestlers, um, at our school would use, yeah, Yeah. would use quite a bit of diuretics actually. Um, cycling, running, it would make sense if you're in a drop phase and you want to, I mean, if you want to, it'd be stupid to get down to weight that way, but I'm sure there are kids out there experimenting with that. So it seems like if you were into this stuff, you would I mean, I like to think that you would want to like get, gather the knowledge. Like I, I find this topic interesting. And so I feel like I, each time, you know, I see some like article where a journalist tries different stuff. I'm always interested in the article because I think it is a very interesting topic. And I, I'm super, I don't know why, but I find it very interesting when it's like, you know, HGH cures your, you know, eyesight or yeah. cures like, you know, and it's like, wow, that's interesting. Like that's super cool. Um, and I think if you were really diving into the stuff, like thinking about using it, like you would want to know a lot of details about the different types of options and maybe certain, you know, the doctors I think that are probably pushing this stuff are kind of like the, um, what do they call them? Like, uh, anti-aging type anti-aging. doctors. Yeah. That was and a big thing. Longevity, in baseball. longevity, longevity doctors. and anti-aging yeah. clinics. And yeah. I don't have that much beef with that. I know, I, I know they get a huge bad rap from a lot of the other physicians in the world. And maybe a lot of that's, you know, rightly so, but like, I kind of, you know, I kind of want to live forever. You know, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, at some, it's, I, why, it's why we, it's why we do this. Well, that's why I'm I don't know about that. It's one of the reasons why I'm cycling. We like, we like to compete. Yeah. Well, but, I do like to compete. I but yeah, I would love to live forever. I actually think that some of the intensity that we take our sport, you know, is actually probably working against living forever. You know, like the amount of exercise that Evan does, probably not healthy. You know, <laughs> no, it's Brian, asleep. Past, it's, it's, it's a sleep past. It's a sleep pattern. Sure. I mean, it's everything else in there too. <laughs> but I, but I, you know, I do want to live a long time and I want to live, you know, like a good life. I don't want to just be prescribed things when I'm sick, you know, like ideally when I'm done with sport, like if there was something that, you know, like vitamins and things like that, that's going to help me stay healthy. Like I'm interested, like I want to read more about it for sure. So it's an interesting topic. Yep. For sure. Um, some of the side effects, I think that people need to be educated because all we've talked about is like all of like, we'll call it the positive things to come about it. We get to race Mm -hmm. faster. We get to recover. We get to be stronger and and Mm -hmm. win and all that other stuff. Let's talk about some of the downsides of taking performance-enhancing drugs. Anything off the top of your guys' heads? Male so, pattern baldness. Yep. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Lance. <laughs> on a on a very serious note, uh, hormonal replacement therapy and women going through menopause if it's not administered correctly. Things like breast cancer, oh. uh, strokes, heart attacks. Do those go up? Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Yes. The, 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 the all risk this of that. stuff is like 
the, very tricky and debatable because the studies, you know, you look at the studies and there's issues yeah. with each study. I'm just, and, I'm just, I'm just saying from what yep. your, your typical, um, if a primary care physician is going to have that discussion with somebody, yeah. that's one of the, the side effects that they that will you mention. would say like, yeah. you, you potentially yeah. could have higher. I, mean, I would say, cause I'm never, I'm not in that world <laughs> right. by any means. But, but I also think like when, you know, when you have a disease like cancer, that is a disease where your cells are growing out of control mm-hmm. and you're, and you feed it with HGH. Well, think about it. HGH. Proliferating exactly. testo- testosterone, exactly. or testosterone or HGH or steroids. Well, just, just, just you know, those are it. all drugs that are helping you grow more frequently. Tissue, right. Like mm-hmm. your cells are going to, yep. you know, potentially. Undiagnosed so, cancer and it just proliferates yes, when I, you start taking HGH. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know because I don't think that the studies are, you know, completely 100% like th- this is the case. But I would be highly suspicious. That's the assumption. Yeah. That mm-hmm. the cancers would be higher. You know, people would yeah. have ki- higher risk of cancer. Now, and so going over to um, to any you know EPOs or um, red blood cell stimulants, there 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 are different types of re- EPO yep. gets the big the big name basically, but there there are other routes for red blood cell proliferation. Guess which company invented uh, the major EPO, like the original EPO, like whatever drug. Marco Panadoni's dad's company. I don't know. No. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> Pfizer or something like that. Nope. Good Johnson guess. Johnson. Anyone have any guesses? Maybe mm. ca- anyone from California have any guesses? Walmart. Anyone from that has seen the tour of California have any guesses? Amgen. Amgen. There it is. <laughs> Isn't that funny? God. Interesting. Isn't that funny? I always th- I read that and I was like, oh, cycling. Oh, oh cycling. Oh, cycling. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good sponsor. Uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's just it is what it is, right? Like, looking what's at the out. list of side effects? Uh, here's a few. We talked about the women, so we can um, kind of mm. keep running on that one. Uh, a deeper voice. Yeah. That's kind of a bummer for a woman. <laughs> How yeah. you doing? Um, there's a few on here I'm not going to list because I don't want to get into that because we've got children who listen to this, but uh, increased body hair. That would be a, a bummer for a woman. Um, or a man who likes to shave his legs for cycling. Baldness. Mm-hmm. Uh, a woman does not want to lose her hair. Let's get into yeah. the guy's side of things. Um, prominent breasts, which I believe is gynematistema, mm-hmm. which is the development of breast tissue yeah. in men. Yeah. Mine are just resting on the table here. <laughs> <laughs> Shrunken testes, uh, infertility, and prostate gland enlargement. Oh. Um, yeah. So those are a couple of things there. Yeah. And that's uh, None of those things are... are yeah. uh, favorable <laughs> going so uh historically in cycling when you're talking about um any red blood cell growth so when epo was originally being used if it's administered poorly it can be incredibly dangerous yeah. because it increases your hematocrit sure which and your you blood die. is thickening and they think that they've had yeah. probably strokes s- at least yeah. you know 14 cyclists yeah. or so mm-hmm. that, that passed away yeah basically yeah. they're they're sleeping and their heart rate gets lower thicker blood and it doesn't end well yeah. so yeah and that list was from steroids it was not yeah. talking about the hgh right. or the epo mm-hmm. um a few other things though severe acne increased risk of tendonitis or tendon rupture not a good thing yeah. and i think that's where the if i'm not mistaken the hgh might assist in that yes. and there's certain types of steroids that will actually exactly. increase the um, hgh being the, the the one that's going to over time increase the bone tendon growth gotcha. attachment strength yeah yeah you got liver abnormalities and tumors um you've got increased low density lipoproteins or your ldls or the bad cholesterol, cholesterol. Yep. Uh, high blood pressure um heart and blood circulation problems which you guys touched on aggressive behaviors with the rage and the violence shut up jake (laughs) (laughs) psychiatric disorders such as depression uh you will get into some drug dependence issues you get 
Um, you have issues with infections and disease, uh, diseases such as HIV or hepatitis. Do you think that depression just comes from the fact that you're cheating and it's weighing on your conscience? Do you think <laughs> yeah, that, that exactly. was maybe where that symptom come from? And then you've got inhibited growth and development for um, teenagers or young kids. So yeah, that's totally just, I mean, there's plenty of reasons there not to do it. I'm just curious as to what's that happy medium. If you are needing it for therapeutic use exemption reasons and it's just to maintain like a, you know, good balance in, in your body and you've got, you know, prolonged um, life expectancies and, and you're just trying to, you know, keep yourself in balance so that you can last a little bit longer because we're wearing out our bodies every day that goes by. At what point in time do all these other things start to kick in? And that's a question that I don't know. And that's where you have to ask. A, it's a, a question for a doctor, right? Yeah, and exactly. It's, and it's probably the case that the therapeutic exemption should be like super rare. I mean, like right. crazy rare, especially for things like HGH and stuff like that. It's like, these are things that probably should have been diagnosed when someone was a child and they weren't developing correctly. Right. And it's mm -hmm. like, they need to be on this drug the rest of their life. So it's, I think it's, I think it's, I think we're in a bit of a pharmaceutical age and it's dangerous. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's all kinds of other stuff we can go over, like the stimulants and the EPOs and whatnot. Do you guys want to talk about that anymore? St I got to wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up. Gotcha. Stimulants, I think the symptoms are pretty self-explanatory. Gotcha. Yeah. Don't do cocaine, kids. <laughs> Uh, so we'll leave you with that. Um, start to drop your own conclusions. If you have something that you uh, are curious about or something that you think we missed or we got wrong, yeah, jump on our social media. I think it'd be interesting to see that social media discussion. If people want to drop in Facebook and let us know, sure. that'd be super cool. Yeah, yeah. at yeah. Dial Podcast. So, all right, on that note, let's move forward into one last thing and wrap this bad boy up. Lance. Uh, I, will, I will most definitely be gone next week. I won't be. Shut here. up, Lance. Shut up. You said you said that last week. I said didn't that you? last week. Okay, yeah. I don't believe him. But I am leaving for Florida tomorrow oh. morning. Have a oh, safe the trip, Sunshine dude. State. Yeah, yeah. And driving there. Have a safe trip. That'll be <laughs> you know, be a lot of time in the car. Yeah, it'll be a lot of time in the car. So, mm -hmm. Evan, one last thing. Uh, Columbia River try this upcoming weekend. Are you gonna do it? Uh, no, I am going oh. to run there, watch Cassie race. Okay. Cheer on, and then run back. Why not? Because. Why don't you just run in the race and swim in the race and bike because in the race? Because it costs money for him to do that race, whereas he can get into all these Ironman races for free, which are a different level of, yeah. you know, I don't know. Also, Doesn't just because I wouldn't, I'd be not too happy with myself if I got into race mindset and crashed one week out before I jump on a plane to go to Michigan to race. So, uh, so you got Michigan and then you've got Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Those so are the last two weeks. What was that? Four weeks left, two races, I think. I wonder who's going to win that race because it's going to be kind of wide open Traverse this year. City. No, or I'm talking San about Santa Cruz. I'm talking about Columbia River. Oh, Columbia which River doesn't matter. It's inside baseball. No, no, you're right because Nate won it last year, right? Yep, he'll Nate be gone. Won't be there. Yep, you'll be gone. There, you Will know. Snodgrass be there? If I won it. I won it one year. One. I'm yeah. gone. I mean, I'm not. I'm nobody. All the, all the, all <laughs> so the, it could be really the two defending monster. champs are gone. Open. It's an open crown. Yeah, it could be open. Whew. Could be interesting. Someone fast will show up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there supporting. There you go. Some people. I'll be there, Jake. I'll see you, Matt. One last thing. Um, I think last week I posted a video talking about Ironman transition bags, which, you know, again, probably doesn't like, you know, drive our audience wild, but they should be going and checking out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash M Legrand. Mm -hmm. Poke around in there. You will find something interesting for sure. That's it. Like cool. It. One last thing. Yep. Yeah. I don't really have much other than, uh, we've got another fog hat Friday ride coming Sweet. up this week mm -hmm. and the, uh, the theme will be jorts where you're jorts. oh yes. my gosh that's awesome <laughs> nice <laughs> I don't miss that. yeah we talked about it, um, doing like some like day glow t-shirt with that i think that's just too much we're just gonna roll with jorts and you can wear whatever you want on top yeah. so 
that should be interesting. Perfect. So. All right. It was another fun one. So much more to talk about on that topic. Maybe mm-hmm. we can jump into some specific things in the future. And uh, yeah, that could be interesting. I'm, I'm kind of curious, but at the same time scared. So yeah. <laughs> um, not something that's, that's tough because you got a whole bunch of guys that don't know anything about you know oh, drugs yeah. in the sport. And we're just talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're just throwing out names here. Yeah, yeah. we please, could probably use a doctor. Yeah, please let us know if we're wrong. And if you are a medical doctor and you'd like to come on here and, and set us straight, by all awesome. means, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Thank you for listening, everybody. Guys, good seeing you again. Until next week. Bye for now. Uh-huh.